This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 22nd of November. In your Squeeze today, Andrews v Morrison. Finding Peng Shui. Our Test Cricket Captain Saga. And Don't Shuffle Adele. This is your Squeeze today. Politics to kick off a Monday, Claire, and that's because there's been a fair bit of back and forth between two of our most prominent politicians. I'm talking about the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, and Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews. Yesterday, the State Premier accused the Prime Minister of pandering to extremists. That's the quote. Take us back through this one. So last week, we talked a little bit about the Victorian government and its efforts to get a pandemic bill through the parliament there. What that would do is give the Premier and the Health Minister the ability to call a lockdown and other restrictions and take that power away from the Chief Health Officer. Uh, Also part of that is Daniel Andrews said that he and his family had received personal threats over the issue. That's something that Prime Minister Scott Morrison condemned, but he also said that he could understand why some Victorians were frustrated by the state government and the control that they seek to have over people's lives ongoing. That really is what set off the war of words, and that's why Daniel Andrews responded in that way, saying that he was pandering to extreme. Uh, It is an issue that has seen tens of thousands protest over the weekend, not just in Melbourne, but also in Sydney, Brisbane, Cairns and Adelaide. People are really continuing to be very angry about these issues. As far as that bill that failed to get support in the Victorian Parliament, on protests, Claire, let's head over to Europe quickly now. It's heading into winter and COVID cases are spiking again in some parts. On Friday, Austria went into a national lockdown. It also became the first European country to announce that vaccinations would become a legal requirement. This is where the protests come in. Yeah, when you look at Vienna, of course, in Austria, uh, also Germany, Croatia and Italy, they're countries that have announced fresh restrictions and also protests flared there. The biggest ones seem to be in the Netherlands, in Rotterdam. Their uh, demonstrations have turned into riots and a lot of concern about what that means as they head into another winter. Yeah, for context, when we talk about spiking numbers, for example, in Austria, they've seen up to 15,000 odd daily cases in a population of under 9 million. The vaccination rate is low. It's just over 63% of those aged over 12 years. Out of this, expect to start hearing a lot about the importance of booster shots. To the US now, where Kyle Rittenhouse Clare has been acquitted of killing two men and shooting a third at a Black Lives Matter protest last August. His lawyers argued that he feared for his life and was entitled to defend himself. Prosecutors said he armed himself and was looking for trouble. A lot of context around this one, Claire. Yeah, there certainly is. Remember, it was part of that uh, point in time where those Black Lives Matters protests were quite prominent. Uh, and what this case has done is really meet an intersection with America's gun rights debate. Uh, Rittenhouse became a hero of the Conservatives. Of course, a lot of those who very strongly back gun rights in America really backed him. And of course, with that overlay of racial violence, it really was a prominent case in the United States. And 
very closely followed this trial. Uh, what happened on Friday, so Saturday, our time, is that a jury acquitted him of all charges and he is now a free man. You can't open a US news site without seeing this one in the headlines. The president has weighed in on this, saying that the jury system works and we have to abide by it. To the plight of Chinese tennis player Peng Shui now, Claire, we talked about this one quite a bit last week. She accused a senior Chinese political figure of sexual assault on social media and until this morning she had not been verifiably seen or heard from. What happened this morning is International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach has had a 30-minute phone call with her. Others were present and they say that she thanked the IOC for its concern about her well-being uh, and that she just wants her privacy respected at this time, given that she's had a fairly tumultuous period where she's been in the spotlight. Uh, what the IOC also says is that she and Bach will have dinner uh, in Beijing when he arrives ahead of the 2022 Winter Olympics. We haven't heard from the Women's Tennis Association as yet. They're the ones that have been leading the charge on calling for her whereabouts to be verified. Also joining them are some of the biggest names in tennis, including Serena Williams, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. This one dropped late last week, Claire. It's been playing out across the news all weekend. We're talking, of course, about Australian Test Cricket Captain Tim Payne stepping down from the top job after details of a sexting scandal were reported in the Herald Sun newspaper. The quick recap is that in late 2017, Payne sent sexy messages and what we'll call a graphic image to a former Cricket Tasmania staff member. He was made captain in early 2018 and not long after that the incident was investigated. He was cleared of any wrongdoing and now it's all been made public. Plenty of questions. Lots of questions, of course, lots of reports too with a drip feed of new information. There's a report this morning uh, in the Sydney Morning Herald and Age saying that there were extensive legal discussions over that period of time with the woman uh, looking for an apology and also some of her legal costs paid. Uh, also lots of recapping from Cricket Australia and from Cricket Tasmania about how they dealt with that and how Payne was able to continue as captain given they knew what they knew. Lots of people with lots of opinions, certainly those who say that some perspective is needed, whether what he did was actually that bad, uh, and others who also feel that the woman has been very badly treated. So expect this one to continue. Yeah, we still don't know how or why this was made public at this time. We do know that we're not far out from the first Ashes test that kicks off on the 8th of December. So lots of question marks about who will take his place. The hot favourite seems to be Pat Cummins and there's murmurs about Steve Smith helping him out as vice-captain. Something else that happened late last week, Claire, was that Adele dropped her new album. Now she's persuaded Spotify to take the shuffle button off all album pages. Talk us through this one. She says that artists create their albums and they take a lot of care to pick the order of their tracks. And she says that people really should be listening it to the way that artists intend. Uh, that has seen the streaming service decide to take the shuffle button off after she asked. You can still go into Spotify and choose any track in an album 
album that you want and the shuffle symbol will then pop up. But if you were just to go to Adele's 30, for example, you wouldn't find that, you know, shuffle button and that random play. You need to really get into it, but you need to start where she wants you to start. Yeah, you say that the shuffle button's gone for you. I've jumped into my Spotify. It's still there for me. Maybe there's a slight lag. I can shuffle as it stands right now. Enjoy it for now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Before we get to squeeze the day, a reminder that our Christmas gift guide with Buy From The Bush is up on our website and ready for your consideration. One of the categories we've curated, Claire, is stuff for kids. So if you've got young ones, if you've got grandkids, nieces, nephews, and you need some inspiration, check that out. A link is in your episode notes or, of course, via the Squeeze Today email. I liked the personalised aprons for kids, Claire. Yeah, very cute. And I reckon the sooner you get kids to work, the better. Yeah, very good point. They can help out in the kitchen or at least if they do help out, it'll be kind of a little bit less messy perhaps. <laughs> There's also a kids herb and veggie set that seems like a bit of fun. Of course, Buy From The Bush is all about supporting great regional Aussie businesses. They've been great to work with on this as well. Big shout out to the girls at Buy From The Bush. Squeeze the day, Claire. What do you got? It is the anniversary of Angela Merkel becoming the first female Chancellor of Germany. That was in 2005. She, of course, is on her way out as they've had an election weeks and weeks ago, but they're still discussing who's going to take it on. We've got a squish shortcut lined up on her in the coming weeks, I think. Mm. We'll try and get to that one. We've got a few to get through. (laughs) For me, it's the final two weeks of federal parliament for the year. That kicks off today. It's also the anniversary of the release of Toy Story. That was in 1995. It was a big deal, not only because it's just a you know top film, but it's also the first entirely computer animated feature film. You like it? I remember watching that ages ago and I did really like it. So yeah, I reckon Woody and the whole gang. Exactly. What a <laughs> what a big, big film that has been. It has. That is very true. I love it. That's all from us. I hope we've helped you start your week off right. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.